Blog Talk Radio.
Well, praise the Lord. Uh, good evening. My name is Chris Herzog, and I am hosting the show. This is Prayer International Radio. And Sean Holmberg is taking the night off to spend with family, and we are anticipating him back in the studio tomorrow night. And it's such a pleasure and such a blessing to work with just an amazing man of God, such a good brother. You know, not only do we work in ministry together and even in business together, but we've actually been friends and uh, practically like brothers uh, for about 20 years now. And one thing I can say about Sean is that he is truly a man that's got a heart after God. And what you hear him sharing uh, on the radio, um, just out of his heart, whether it's on the radio or in life, uh, you can believe that he's living it uh, just as much as he's saying it. And that's one thing I appreciate about my brother is that he is genuine, down to earth, and just really sharing his heart. So you guys continue to pray for Sean and his family as they're taking some time off. Uh, tonight to spend with each other And they will be back And Sean will be back tomorrow night with us And so praise God If you guys need to call in uh, The call in number is 619-638-8458 And the website is www.prayerinternational.org If you want to check out some of the other things We have available there And you can always call in uh, Your prayer request Or email your prayer request uh, to prayerinternational at gmail.com. So praise the Lord. Hey, I want to start off by just opening up in some prayer and just inviting the presence of the Lord to come be with us. And we just really want to honor God in that. You know, that's one thing we strive to do uh, on this program and in our lives, in our churches, in our households, on our jobs, is to make room for God to make room for God's presence, to make room for God's word in our lives, and to really allow time to bring glory and honor to God, whether it be through our life or through worship, through prayer, through sharing his word and just living a lifestyle or all of the above. And so with that being said, I just want to give God time to just bless the show tonight and just ask him to come in. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you praise. We honor your name tonight. And, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for who you are. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, Father, we would not be where we're at today. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Christ. We thank you for the relationship that you're constantly pursuing with us, Father, through through Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. And, Father, we just ask, Lord God, your will be done tonight and your kingdom come on the show. Father, we lift up every man, every woman, every child, every teenager that's listening tonight. Father, every person represented, every household, every family, every ministry. Father, we pray, Father, your blessings upon every person tonight, Father, that you would shine your light into their lives, into their hearts, that, Father, you would cause truth to spring and stir up an ever-increasing faith in their lives, and, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you would just speak to us tonight. Lord, speak to me and my family tonight. Speak to Sean and his family. Speak to those that are listening tonight. 
I pray, Father, that you put your words in my mouth. Father, I pray those that call in tonight would be led by your spirit. And Father, we just pray, Lord God, you would have your way tonight. Be glorified in our lives, Lord, and be lifted up. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, the last couple nights I've, uh, well, I should say last night, I took a few nights off, actually. So last night um, I was kind of on the theme, or started out that way, about the words of our mouths. Never really got to share really what I wanted to share, um, but I got to share what he wanted me to share, so I guess that's what's important. But there's a few other things that were just kind of stirring in my heart tonight that I just wanted to get into a little bit and to see where the Lord takes us and uh, praise the Lord. Of course, if, if we have some callers call in, I may dip out a little bit, so you guys bear with me. Sometimes we have to pull out and we get into the screening room. Uh, when we do that, we'll have some worship music playing. And, you know, sometimes we have to take time to pray uh, for the people that call in. And a lot of them, they don't want to go live on the air, and so we have to be sensitive to their needs. And so depending on how the flow of the show goes, everybody be just open and be sensitive to what God wants to do tonight in your own life. And if you would be sensitive to pray for the needs of others as they come across the chat room, come across the air, um, you know, whatever the case is, just just pray. Well, let's get into the Word for a little bit. Uh, a few scriptures I just wanted to share. And um, just one that's really uh, working in me. I wanted to uh, share a little bit about the Word of our mouths. So, praise God. Let's uh, let's start off. Um, I'm going to go into Proverbs seven. I'm going to read. I'm going to actually read Proverbs seven as a foundation for what I'm getting into tonight. But you know, Jesus made a statement about the words of our mouths, and we need to realize that words are either going to be bridges in our lives and bridge us into the assignment and the destiny of God, or be like doorways. You know, words can open up uh, big opportunities. But at the same point, they can also be walls, and they can turn into mountains. You see, Jesus said this, uh, our words, by our words, we're either justified or we'll be condemned. See, our words will either bring us higher or they'll bring us lower. Our words will either help us into the things of God or they'll hurt us and keep us from the things of God. And so we need to realize the importance. The Bible says there's power of life and death in the tongue, and those that eat it, those that love it, shall eat the fruit thereof. And what that means is, is you have the ability, just like God had the ability to create and speak with his mouth, and to create and speak words. Okay, the Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God, which means when God spoke, there was a creative life force, creative energy, just like when he said, let there be light, all of a sudden light appeared. Okay, so whenever God spoke, those words manifested and created. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Well, the word of God says that we are created in his image. We are created in his likeness. We are created in the spirit, and and God created us to have the same ability, to give us the same abilities. They're, They're ours for the asking. 
there are for the taking of the life of God, the ability of God, the, the miracles, the supernatural power of God. It's all part of God's plan for our lives. It's all part of the benefits of being a child of God. But what we need to understand is our words either create access to that life, to that supernatural, uh, if you want to call it surplus or that supernatural uh, supply, the supernatural source or resource. But at the same note, our words can also be a wall and cut us off from them. And so with that being said, kind of as a foundation, I want to get into Proverbs 7. And then I'm going to go through a few, just a few things that I have about words. I don't know if I'll get to all of them tonight. I don't really know where we're going to go tonight um, exactly. But I do know we're going to start out in Proverbs 7. So praise the Lord. It says, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with you. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of your eye. You see, there's a big difference between keeping your words and your promises, which God intends for us to do. See, God said he exalts his word above himself, which means he puts his word first. He, he basically says, God says, that he's only as good as his word is. Now let's bring that closer to home. If God is only as good as his word is, and we're created in his image, then that would be to say that we're only as good as our word is. So, And when I say as our word is, I mean in the keeping of the things that you say, in the doing and the, the following through with the things that come out of your mouth. Maybe you've made some vows. Maybe you've made some promises. Maybe you've told some people you were going to do some things. Now, I'm not saying this as a condemnation. Now, I'm not saying this to get people into bondage. Okay, or to beat anybody up because, you know, we all miss it. We all blow it. We all fall short. You know, the Bible says uh, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And one thing I know, people can tell you, okay, we're human and we're going to mess it up. But the Bible says to be holy like God is holy, to be perfect like God is perfect. And that means that we're to strive to be people of character. We're to be people of our word. And that words you follow through to do what we say. See, Jesus said it like this, let your yes be yes and your nay be nay. So if you say yes, let your yes be yes. If you say no, let your no be no, basically. Uh, so let's continue. So he says, first two, keep my commandments and live, and my law is the apple of your eye. Well, the apple of your eye is the center part, the most centered, focused part of the eye. It's the, the, the one thing that you stay and keep your eyes on. And God's saying, look, set your eyes on my law. Meditate on it. Look at it. Examine it. Mull it over. Make sure that's the, the one thing that you have at the forefront of your mind, the forefront of your life every day is my word. One reason is God says, he who keeps his mind on me, I will keep him in perfect peace. He who keeps his mind on me. So if we keep our mind on the word, if we set our mind on things above, okay, then God's going to keep that peace in our lives. But he says, keep my commandments and live, and keep my law as the apple of your eye. What's he saying? Make my word an importance in your life. Why? 
Listen. From the overflow of the heart, the Bible says the mouth speaks. And the psalmist, David, made a statement. He said, Lord, I will hide your word in, in my heart so that I will not sin against you. And then he went on to say, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, Lord. Well, if we're hiding his word in our hearts, then from the overflow of the heart, his words will come out of our mouth. Very different dynamic than hiding our own plans and purposes, our own devices, our own thoughts and agendas, our own opinions, and uh, if you want to say our motives in our heart. And then those are the very things that come out of our mouths, which would be to say those are the very things that frame our world. But if we hide God's word in our heart, he says we will live. Verse 3 says, Proverbs 7, 3 says, Bind them upon your fingers and write them upon the table of your heart. He actually goes so far to say, write them on your heart. Write them on your heart. You don't necessarily have to carry around a 10-pound Bible everywhere you go if you have it written in your heart. See, he's looking for hearts that are his. He's looking for hearts that are yielded. He's looking for hearts that are open to his plan and purpose and the moving of his spirit. Why? Because what's in your heart will come out of your mouth, and what comes out of your mouth will manifest in your life. And God wants to manifest in your life. He wants the defining word, whatever he has spoken of your life, whatever plan, whatever assignment, whatever future he's declared over your life, he wants that to be the defining word. He wants to be the determining factor. He wants to be that, that one thing that, that sets you apart from the rest of the world. But if you don't learn to hide his word in your heart, you don't learn to meditate on the things of God and then begin to declare and decree, then you'll never attain those things. You'll never experience those things. Those things will not manifest in your life. And that's not to say that God isn't a merciful, gracious God and won't bring some of the things to pass in your life. But the truth is, the Bible says, we eat the fruit of our lips. We experience the fruit of what comes out of our mouth. The words are very important. Verse 4, say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding my kinswoman. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Um, some of you may prefer other versions. That's fine. Uh, it may read a little different, but if you can follow along with me, go ahead. Verse 5, that they may keep you from the strange woman and from the stranger which flatters with their words. See, strangers will even flatter with words. I'm going to skip down just a little bit um, to get back to um, the flow. This this kind of talks to, uh, basically about the immoral women, uh, which really isn't the subject of where I'm going tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and, and skip down. But it says, verse 24, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O you children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Verse 25, let your heart not, let not your heart decline to her ways, nor go astray to her paths. For she cast down many wounded, gave many strong men have been slain by her. Okay, where was I going with that? 
I wanted to focus on the verses that, that God talks about. Hearken to the words of my mouth. Attend to the words of my mouth. Bind them upon your fingers. Write them upon your heart. Constantly, God is saying, like, do these things. And so with that being said, I want to say this. Words can either poison. The first thing I, I want you to consider, words can either poison and destroy your life, or words can heal. I'll say that again. Words can either poison and destroy your life, or words can heal. And that's what Proverbs 7 is, is talking about. Even the this strange woman knew how to flatter this young man with her words and, and, and deterred him, derailed him, swayed him. And that's why it's very important that we don't meditate on the words of man and the words of people, but we meditate on the words of God. Second thing I want to share comes from Proverbs eleven fourteen. It says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And we need to realize who is speaking into our lives. You need to ha- have a clear understanding of the people that are speaking words into your life. Because, see, right advice will guarantee safety and protection. See, in the multitude of counselors, your safety. So right advice will bring safety and protection, will bring uh, a hedge around you. But the wrong advice will bring destruction. Proverbs 13.3 says, He that keeps his mouth keeps his life. So realize, when you learn to control what's in your mouth, it will literally bring a protection. It will literally keep your life. It's funny how God really directly correlates what comes out of our mouth with, with what we get in life. Very important. Jesus said it like this. You can have whatever you say. You can have whatever you ask. If you ask, you shall receive. He says if you ask for bread, you won't get a stone. But if you're speaking stones all the time, you're speaking about the mountains. If you're always talking about the problem, then the problem is going to manifest in your life. But if you begin to associate the problem but talk about the promise, talk about the provisions of God, talk about the blessing of the Lord, talk about God's solutions to your problem, then those solutions will come to pass and manifest in your life. Big difference. And I'm going somewhere with this in case you're wondering. And this is directly related to prayer, by the way. And I'm going to get into that in just a minute and explain to you how the words of your mouth are directly related to your prayers getting answered. Or the words of your mouth are directly related to your prayers getting hung up and not answered as quickly or maybe not answered at all. Proverbs 13.3, the other part of it, okay, the first part said, He that keeps his mouth keeps his life. But he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The people who talk too much will eventually be destroyed. The Bible says where words are many, sin is not absent. Kind of interesting to think about. Where words are many, sin is not absent. Proverbs 51 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. What that tells me is the words that you speak can actually turn an angry person into a friend. Or you could say the wrong words and turn a friend into an enemy. 
very important. Your words can turn enemies into friends, or your words, according to Proverbs 15.1, your words can turn friends into enemies. See, it's, it's choice. Your words reveal whether you're foolish or whether you're wise. You can tell a lot about people by what comes out of their mouth. You can tell a lot about people by what comes out of their mouth. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. That's Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15 is really, uh, we might get into the whole chapter actually, but uh, maybe not tonight, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, your words really reveal whether you're you're wise or you're a fool. I mean, you can really tell a lot about people. And like I said, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. That's Proverbs 15. That says you can tell a lot by what somebody speaks. Proverbs 15.4 says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. And we're going to be in Proverbs 15 for a minute. I'm going to just pop out some scriptures out of it. Okay, so 15.4. Wholesome tongue is a tree of life. You ever notice that sometimes when people come into a situation, just when they begin to speak, all of a sudden excitement, motivation, joy, enthusiasm fills the air? Or sometimes when they speak, depression, heaviness, anger, lack of motivation fills the air. It really depends, right? But a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. So if you speak the right words, it can actually breathe life into everything around you. You can just have a right word for somebody and it, it makes their day. Somebody can just say something to you and it just turn your day around. It's true. It happens all the time. Okay, one more Proverbs 57. I, I got a bunch of them. I'm, I'm pulled tonight. But listen to this. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge. That means when God puts his wisdom on somebody and he has them open their mouth, he wants them to disperse knowledge. That means we should be educating and 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 being enthusiastic to people. We should be enlarging people. We should be building people up and educating people and encouraging and equipping people with our words because the lips of the wise disperse knowledge. Did you know your personal happiness is influenced by your words? And I'm, I'm going to get into this word thing for a while because I'm going to I'm going to break it down. I'm going to take it somewhere. So we're going to get into this for a minute. So bear with me. Hopefully, uh, you're not bored with this. But your words can actually produce your own personal happiness or your own personal defeat. Okay, check this out. Proverbs 15 again. And uh, this is probably the last one in Proverbs 15 I'll give you for a little bit. But uh, 15.23 says this, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? Think about that. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? So you can actually experience happiness just by the things that you speak, just by what's coming out of your mouth. You can turn your situation around. Did you know that we're supposed to put on the garment of praise? 
and it comes against the spirit of heaviness, which is another word for depression or oppression or, or bondage. Just just the, just praising, just singing, just declaring the praises of God. The Bible says have the high praise of God in our mouths and the two-edged sword in our hand. What does that mean? We should be praising out of our mouths and we should be ready in the word. We should know that word. We should have that two-edged sword. The Bible says the word of God is as sharp as a two-edged sword that separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It separates the spirit and the flesh. It really shows you who you are if you're spiritually minded or carnally minded. The word does that. We're to have the high praises of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. Why? We put on the garment of praise. We have the praise to come against the spirit of heaviness or come against depression, which says you can deliver yourself. You can be full of joy, full of happiness, just by what you're speaking. You can turn your whole situation around. Did you know that David, in one of the worst situations of his life, when he was hiding from a king in a cave, running for his life, Everybody had forsaken him. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with David. And, and God did raise him up to mighty men. But there was a season in his life where he was forsaken and, and cast out. And did you know that in the midst of the trial, he had to encourage himself in the Lord? He had to encourage himself. Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. You know, sometimes we got to speak to ourselves. We've got to speak to our souls. We've got to speak to our spirit, man. And build ourselves up in the most holy faith. One, by praying in the Holy Ghost. But two, by declaring and decreeing what the Lord has said unto us. Let's let's check out Psalm, uh, I want to say 2, verse 8. If I'm wrong, don't throw stones at me. Let me check it out real quick. I think this is right. Okay, uh, I missed it by one. Psalm 2, verse 7. It says, I will declare and decree what the Lord has said unto me. And then the Lord says, Thou art my son. This day I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. But the first part of that, verse 7 says, I will declare and decree declare and decree what the Lord has said unto me. And we need to get to a place where we're declaring and decreeing what the Lord says. Not declaring and decreeing our own thoughts and our own plans. You see, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. There's a way that seems right to a man. So we might have our own plans and our own thoughts, our own intentions. Okay? But instead of spouting those things out of our mouths, because we do eat the fruit of our lips, so we have whatever we say. We need to begin to find out what God is saying. Do you realize that God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think? But it doesn't stop there. It says, according to the power that works within us. Well, that power is the Holy Spirit. And that power is working in our spirits, working in our hearts. Why? Because the product of what's going on on the inside is going to come out on the outside through our lips. So it's very important that you get the plan of God, you get the words of God, you get the the purposes of God down on the inside of you. 
because what's on the inside is going to come out. There's nothing hidden that will not eventually be revealed. Let's do one more. I'm getting into this. I'm liking this. Praise God. <laughs> he that has knowledge spares his words, Proverbs 17:27. Some say the wise know when to hold their tongue. It depends on what version you're looking at or what exactly what uh, scripture, but Proverbs is full of them concerning words. So the wise, wise people are cautious with their words. You got to be cautious. You got to be careful what you speak. We got to be careful what we speak. Praise God. Listen, we're going to go into a praise break. I like praise breaks. And we're going to go into a praise break real quick. And uh, just want to let you know, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. And my name is Chris Herzog. Normally, my brother Sean Holmberg is usually taking up the first part of the show. He's taking some time off of family tonight, so you guys pray for Sean and family. And, uh, you know, email him, let you know you love him. And uh, if you're getting ministered through this program, through Sean or I or any of the people that contribute, give us some feedback. Let us know. Um, you know, if we're being a benefit and a help to you, let us know. If we're being a stumbling block to you, let us know that too. You know, we need feedback. It doesn't always have to be positive. We just want genuine feedback. And uh, the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And so we want truth. Don't water it down. Just let us know. So uh, if you need to call in, 619-638-8458. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. If you want to... uh, Check out the website. I'll give that to you again, www.prayerinternational.org. And we have the uh, chat room open. We've got a few people in there. I want to just say a shout-out to Matt Redman. Serious, God bless you. Praying for you. Standing, believing God. For the purposes of God to come to pass in your lives. Mighty man, mighty woman of God. We get various uh, men and women of God that come into the chat room. Very powerful people very hungry for God, very, you know, that's one thing I'll say, the the spiritual family that the Lord's blessed us with through this radio show has really been such an encouragement to Sean and I and to our families and to our friends and just to the ministry, Prayer International. We're so blessed to know that we've got family out there that's praying for us and standing with us and declaring and decreeing the words of God and and are very open to what the Lord wants to do in this hour what the Lord wants to do in this season of their lives. And so I want to encourage anyone listening tonight, be open to what God wants to do in this season of your life. Be open to what the Lord is speaking in this season of your life. Not your will be done, but His will be done.
right, praise God while we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio, just taking some time to worship the Lord. One of our favorites, you know, I know we play some of the same music from time to time on the show, obviously, um, but you know, that's just such a great song, I think a lot of people love it, we love it, I know Sean loves it, I love it, my wife loves it, too, but most of the people in the chat room, they really love it. So, hey, you know, we're just worshiping the Lord, He's worthy, worthy is the land that was slain, you know, He is so good, God is such a good God, you know, it just makes me think, we are so free in Jesus. The Bible says you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I'll get back into my teaching on words here in a minute. So if you're following along, if you missed the first uh, 45 minutes, I got in probably about a good 30-minute teaching on the words of my mouth, a little more in-depth than usual. You may check it out, check out the archive whenever you can. I'll actually get into probably finish up the rest of the night with part of that teaching, and then we'll get into the prayer aspect of it. But, um, you know, we're free in Christ. And we have liberty in Christ. And the Bible says don't use your liberty for evil. But use your liberty. Use your freedom for good. Use your freedom to, to be a blessing. And, you know, this 4th of July weekend, we're celebrating our independence and our freedom. You know, we are blessed to be here in the United States. I know we, we have other listeners from some other places. But, you know, we know you're blessed, too. Um, but we are celebrating the 4th of July, America's independence, and just, celebrating our, our freedom, and, and for us Christians, for us believers, children of God, we get to celebrate not only being free as a nation, but we get to celebrate being free as a people, being free, you know, as the bride of Christ, being free as the children of God, however you want to term it, but being free in the kingdom of God. There's no other freedom like it, you know. There's not any other liberty. There's no real freedom like the freedom that Christ brings. There's a peace that comes with it. There's a joy that comes with it. There's a confidence that comes with it. There's a security that comes with it. And you don't get that from anywhere else. You just don't. You know, these are the things only Christ can do. All things are possible with God. Because in Christ we can do all things because he strengthens us. But the flip side of that is apart from him we can do nothing. So this weekend, I want everybody to just remember your freedoms and your liberties. Not only that our our nation, our country has provided, but that Christ has provided. Christ, you're free. You're whole in Christ. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So we're going to teach truth this weekend. We're going to teach truth every time we get on here. You know, we've got to have a frame of reference for the truth. And let me just say, the truth isn't paragraphs on a page. The truth isn't chapters and books. The truth is a person. His name is Jesus. He is the truth. And that's where truth starts. That's where truth, as we know it, in a worldly sense or in a practical sense, starts is in Christ, from Christ. Everything comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And even the gift of truth, he is a gift. Truth is a person, his name is Jesus, but he imparts uh, truth and knowledge, truth and understanding, truth and wisdom, truth and experience. It's what he does. 
the only thing he knows how to do. How can truth impart lies? Can't. See, lies come from the enemy, the father of lies. But truth, or what we know it as being, comes from the one who is truth. So I'll, I'll stop there. I'm not going to keep getting into that. But listen, let's get back into words. Just kind of chase some rabbit trails for a minute. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. Uh, I'll be hosting tonight till midnight. Just taking some time to worship the Lord, taking some time to talk about the words of our mouth, talking about uh, the truth of the Word of God setting us free. But, you know, God warns us of idle words. Jesus warned us of idle words. He said this, he said, Every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Matthew twelve thirty six. I'm going to say that again. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. What is it saying? Whatever you're talking is going to be tested. Whatever you're saying is going to be scrutinized. God is going to look and see in every idle word that men should speak. He's going to give an account. God's going to have something to say about it. Now let's talk about that. Okay, so that was Matthew twelve thirty six. What does the word idle mean? Every idle word. Well, what is that? You ever know when your car idles, it's just kind of sitting still at a red light, and the car's just, you hear the engine going, and it's just kind of in the same spot. It's not moving the car, but it's running, but it's not causing any motion. It's not causing any power to get to the rest of the, the drive shaft or the rest of the car to, to move it in a forward motion. But it's just sitting. The engine's running, but nothing's really happening. That's called idle speed. We're just kind of just chilling. And see, idle really means non-productive or non-active, ineffective. Okay? Non-productive, non-active, ineffective. Nothing's happening. Okay. When Jesus talks about idle words, what he's saying is, look, if you're speaking any word that's non-productive or not inactive, ineffective, anything that's against, anything that doesn't operate in conjunction with the kingdom of God or for the betterment of the kingdom, that's an idle word. Anything you're saying that isn't moving towards the plan and purposes of God, that's an idle word. Any word that doesn't cooperate with God's word, any word that doesn't cooperate with the will of God for you, any word that doesn't line up with the plan of heaven or for your destiny, it's a non-productive word. It's not a word. It's an inactive word. What that means is God didn't send that word. But the Bible says Jesus sent his word and healed them, Psalms 107 verse 20. Jesus sent his word and healed them. It never says God sent his word and made them sick. It never says he sent his word and he beat them up. If you got a word that beats you up, it's not from God. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn you because he knew that we're already condemned by our own words. <laughs> and when our words are condemning us, realize it's not from Christ. It's not from God. Okay. When we're speaking words of condemnation or doubt or unbelief, fear, 
anything that doesn't cooperate with the kingdom. Okay, so we need to be careful of the words that we speak. Warn against idle words. You see, we got to realize we're not mere mortals walking around blinded by the God of the world anymore. God called us to be brand new creatures. He called us to be created in Christ Jesus. Look, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6 and 7 says this, God, or for God, comma, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Think about that. He, he commanded, he spoke light to shine out of darkness. He has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. See, there's a treasure on the inside. It's called the Holy Spirit. That the excellency, the glory of God would would manifest. And would it be of us? It would be of God. Just a few verses before, Apostle Paul said this, he said, but if our gospel be hid, if God's word is hid, if the words that God spoke to prophets are hid, if the words that God speaks to us are hid, they are hid to them that are lost. So you've got to have the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you. You gotta have the Holy Spirit breathe on those words to make life out of those words. Otherwise, it's like it's hidden. You see, the entrance of God's word brings life. Says in here, the God of this world is blind to the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. See, we're not mere mortals anymore. We're we're men and women that have been transformed called out of darkness into the kingdom of light. We've been translated. And we're not to hide the gospel under a bushel or, or be a city on the hill that hides its light. We're to let our light shine before all men. Now how does the truth of the gospel get before all men? A, through our actions. And B, through our words. Let me tell you something. Your words directly relate to the actions that come out of your life. I want you to think about this question from the Garden of Eden for a minute. Okay, this is just something that was said from the Garden, and I want you to think about it. And we're going to talk about how God speaks for a minute. We talked about words, and I'll get back into some other things about words and how they affect us. But one particular uh, method, I guess, that the devil uses and he's always used, and Corinthians brought this up, is to blind the minds of men and to cause people to be blinded. Have you ever prayed the prayer, Lord, rip the blinders off their eyes, rip the scales off their eyes? It's because, see, we know that the God of this world is trying to blind the minds of men, and he uses words to do it. He'll use people. He'll ask people exactly what he asked. Even the Garden of Eden, think about this statement. Did God really say that? Has God really said? Now, when Eve began to quote and declare what the Lord had said to her, the first thing the enemy did is he came back with, did God really say that? 
Was that really God speaking? How do you know Jesus is the way to God? These are the kind of questions the devil raises up in our minds, in people's minds. How do you know you're going to get anything from God? How do you know God means it when he gives you a promise? Think about it. How do you know God's really going to come through for you? Constantly, the devil is trying to put fear and doubt and unbelief and discouragement in our minds. The God of this world is blinded to minds, but to He's not our God. He's the God of this world, but we're not of the world. We're just in it. Listen, I want you to think about what the devil does. If you take his mouth away, you take his power away. He's kind of like a barking dog or a dragon. He's going to breathe out fiery words that are nothing but lies. He's he's like the wolf that the shepherd has to lead away. He uses his mouth to devour the sheep if he can. He's like a roaring lion seeking him to make devour. He's using his mouth to find somebody he can tear apart or defeat. So the enemy uses words, uses his mouth, uses his impressions, thoughts, and words that, that come into your mind. The enemy uses these words and he blinds the minds of people that don't believe. How come they don't believe? Well, Isaiah made this statement. Whose report shall you believe? Whose report shall you believe? See, a lot of times people choose to believe the enemy or the the plans of man rather than the words of God. See, they, they believe the devil rather than God because they heard an evil report and they believed it. They heard an evil report. And they believed it. But Isaiah said, his report, so you believe. There used to be a song that we used to sing in some uh, spirit-filled settings, spirit-filled churches. His report, shall you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. We used to sing it all the time back in the, I guess, 90s. I was singing that. I got I got saved in, in 89. 1989, I got born again. And in the 90s, there was a song that said, Whose report shall you believe? And everybody would respond, We shall believe the report of the Lord, you know. But that came from a chapter in Isaiah. And the bottom line is, is whatever you believe, you can have. You can have whatever you say. When you ask believing, you shall receive, Jesus said. So be careful what you believe. It's important to know what you believe. Because, see, whatever you believe in your heart is, like you said earlier, going to come out of your mouth. And we can only approach God in faith. We can only come to God by faith. See, without faith, it's impossible to please him. But how does faith come? It's hearing and hearing by the words of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of God. But how does doubt come? Hearing. And hearing by the words of the enemy or the words of man or the opposite words from what God is speaking or anything that does not line up with what God is speaking or any idle word. Listen, very important because you can have whatever you ask. The Bible says don't waver and don't doubt in your heart and don't be double-minded because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways 
And let him not think he'll receive anything from the Lord if you're double-minded. It's very important to get in line and in tune with what God is speaking. And stay focused, stay on course. All right, praise God. We're going to take a praise break. We're coming up to the halfway segment of the show. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go in for a praise break. And we're going to speak to nations. We love speaking to nations. Hallelujah. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be hosting the show for the next hour. And once again, Sean Homer will be out for tomorrow night, so keep him in prayer. Stay in prayer. Let them know you love them. And uh, just know that we're here for you. If you need to call in, 619-638-8458.
Reference for truth. 
So we're talking about words. You know, people fail because of the words that they speak. I want to make that statement. We're going to get back into this. And if you guys missed the first half of the program, I want to encourage you guys. Uh, today is today's program is going to be uh, the one that's labeled, you know, July 2nd. If you guys get a chance to go back and listen to this broadcast, if you want to get some, some a little in-depth study on the words of your mouth and on words in general, you know, you may just check it out. We're actually picking up the second half of this teaching. We've been teaching on it for about 30 to 40 minutes and took a few praise breaks in between. And now we're going to get back into it probably for another, you know, 20 minutes or so and then wrap it up. But people fail because of the words that they speak. Proverbs 18.7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are a snare of his soul. And so we need to be careful that we're not speaking failing words. We're not speaking contrary to success. Did you know that wrong words can wound others and destroy people? That wrong words can wound others and destroy friendships forever? Proverbs 18.18, and we'll be in Proverbs 18 for a minute, and then we'll jump around probably, I'll go 18.19, just share a few verses out of each. Uh, For the lack of time, really, um, just to get through, just I had a few little notes here. The wrong words will wound others and destroy people, destroy friendships forever. 18.8 says, the words of a talebearer are wounds, and they go down into the uttermost or innermost parts of the belly. See, words determine whether your dreams live or die. What you're speaking over the situations in your life in terms of Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18.21. The, you know, the words that you allow other people to speak into your life is really deciding the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding that you contain. See, words are not just taught, they're caught. Words are imparted. Proverbs 19.20 says, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in the latter end. See, even Solomon knew that words were the difference between his present season and his future season. Did you know the difference between your present season and your future season could be a word or words or or a prayer? But what you're declaring and decreeing out of your mouth could change everything? Wrong words are the reason... People fall into error. Do you know people fall into error because of wrong words? Proverbs 19.27 says, Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes you to err from the words of knowledge. See, there's certain instruction out there that causes you to err from the plans of God. There are certain things that somebody is saying that's either going to set you on course with God or it's going to set you off course with God. And you need to have a discernment and an understanding so you can figure out which one does what. Do you know a good man really study their words before they speak them? Listen to this. Good, blessed men study their words before they speak them. Proverbs 15, 28. 
the heart of the righteous, that he is pure The heart of the righteous, study the answer. That means that righteous people, good men, Christians, people that have a heart for God, should consider their words before they speak them. The Bible says no one considers, uh, or no one builds a tower before they first consider the cost. Otherwise, they'll get halfway through and realize they didn't have enough supplies or enough money or enough men or enough strength or enough whatever, and they just stop, and the whole thing's a waste. But I said it before, the tongue is a major cause of all the troubles in your life. He who keeps his mouth and his tongue keepeth the soul from troubles, Proverbs 21-23. Proverbs 23-9 says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of all your words. The fools seldom understand the power of words. Fools seldom understand the power of wisdom. They they very rarely even have an understanding of it. So God says, don't even speak into their ears. Because they'll just despise it. They may despise you. Verse 20, talking to a fool is a waste of time. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Proverbs 23, 9. Talking to a fool is a waste of time. Bible says, speak not in the ears of a fool, he will despise the wisdom of your words. And remember, the words you hear is bringing wisdom. Proverbs 23:19 says, hear thou, my son, and be wise. Praise God. Well, we're going to go into a praise break for a minute. I'm going to chill out for just a second, but um, we're going to get into some worship briefly, just a quick one, and then we'll put a few long songs tonight, so go a little quicker, um, and then we're going to continue.
Proverbs 14, 15, it says, The simple believe every word, but the prudent man looks well into things, or looks well into his going. Only simple and foolish people believe everything others say. That's what that's saying, basically. The simple believe every word. Proverbs 16, 13, say, Righteous lips are the delight of kings, and they love him that seeks a right. So that says, right words will give you access to powerful, important people. Right words will give you access to kings. Why? Because kings love it when people speak right. So if you want to be around powerful, important people in your life, be careful what you say. Choose your words wisely. Proverbs 16 and 24 says, Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bone. Sweet to the soul, sweet to the soul, sweet to the soul. Pleasant words are some of the sweetest sounds on earth. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, health to the bone. Do you know you can just say the right words and cure bitterness in somebody's heart? Let's say that you can speak the right words and cure a bitterness or a depression in somebody's mind. It says it's their health for the bones, they're sweet to the soul. Because they penetrate the soul, which is the mind, the will, and emotions. They penetrate the bones, the body. Words, 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 words. Do you know that when you begin to speak words, it, let me say it like this. Proverbs 6 and 27. I'll, I'll read this and then tell you what my tongue. An ungodly man digs up evil, and in his lips there is a burning fire. Quickly, words will expose any enemy or jealousy in your life. Words will also expose any admiration or respect that you have for people. So it'll be revealed. If you're envious or jealous of somebody, the words that come out of your mouth will show that. But if you're admiring or respecting somebody, then the words that come out of your mouth will show that as well. Praise the Lord. So we're just going over words of our mouths tonight. I said it before, words affect the accumulation of your wealth. Words affect how much money you can stack up. 1820 of Proverbs says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. But there's one for prosperity teaching. If somebody wants to teach on prosperity, how about talking about the words of your mouth and how it affects your financial well-being? You know, if you use the wrong words, you can get fired. Or keep from getting promoted. But if somebody uses the right words, they can get a raise. Think about that. If you want to complain and blame and find fault, that type of thing, it'll keep some bosses from promoting you when you're like that. But when you use your words wisely, Praise God. Well, words matter. You know, words can move mountains. 
just check out Mark eleven twenty three where Jesus talked about words moving mountains. Words reveal the kind of heart you possess. So how they run into the heart of the mouth speaks. You can either energize and motivate yourself with your words, or you can stagnate yourself because words matter. Conversation matters. Jesus said, every word that men shall speak, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account in the day of judgment. For by your words shall be justified, by your words shall be condemned. Words matter. So learn not to go off and pipe off at the mouth about the injustices around you, but pray for justice. Don't sit there and discuss your weaknesses with everybody, especially if they're not able to help you. Just be silent about it. There's a power in silence. Try not to put all your mistakes out there. It's very important that that you know how to go to God and, and go to certain people with certain things because you can't just tell everybody everything because they'll, they'll use it against you to hurt you. Know when it's time to talk and when to listen. A wise man holds his tongue. Be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to out. So if we realize the power of silence, when we need to be quiet and be still and know that he is God, we'll rise, realize the power of words when Jesus brings us before great man and says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. Very important that we have a good understanding of how words play out in our life, frame our world, heal our body, change our finances, bring our prayers to pass. Praise God. I'm just looking for some Bible here. See what I want to get into. And plus, whatever you say, really, honestly, it's going to determine your, your outcome or how you see things. So, just something to think about. Well, glory to God. Glory to God. You know, this is just a subject I really like talking about. You know, it's it's a subject that the Lord's dealt with me about over the years and is trying. I know God's constantly moving by the Spirit, constantly moving to try to motivate me to speak right, think right, get the right things in my heart. Because truly what we say is what we have. So we need to learn to just speak words of life. It's his words that are made flesh to all our bones. His words have life. So God's words. So you want to know how to receive healing? This is the instruction from the Lord in the book of Proverbs 4.22.22. It says, Attend to the words of my mouth and climb your ears to my sayings. Let them depart, not depart. Let them not depart from your own eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them as health to all their flesh. So you notice that it says that the word of God is life to those that find them. Take time to find the words of scripture that promise God's results. 
If you want to receive life and healing from the words of God and from God, then take time to find out what those words are. Look in the Word of God. Look in the Scripture. Check out the promises of God. Get a promise book. Begin to find out the promises of God for your life. And when God's Word becomes health to your flesh, that cancer will disappear, that whatever's going on in, in the mental realm for somebody will disappear, family problems will disappear. When you get into God's Word, Praise God. Well, let's go in for a praise break. Just need to take a quick break, and uh, we'll check out these streaming rooms. Check out the phone line, see what's going on. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and if you need to call in at 619-638-8458, call in number... Email address, prayerinternational at gmail.com. Web address, www.prayerinternational.org. Just get in touch with us. Check us out. Send in your prayer request. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray for everybody listening, every man, every woman, every child, every teenager. And Father God, you'd help them with the words of their mouth. Help them learn to speak right words. Help them learn to use their words the way you would have them to use them. Let them hide your words. Let them hide your word in their hearts so they don't sin against you, Father. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you'd help them to not be double-minded and not be unstable in all their ways, but, Father, they would choose the right words, that what's in their heart would line up with what's in their mouth, and from the overflow of the heart, their mouth would speak. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are working in our lives to conform us into the image of Christ. We thank you, Father God, that you're speaking over our lives the defining words that determine and choose the assignments of God for our lives. Determine your words, determine and choose the outcome. Determine and choose the ending. So we ask you now, Father, come and bless the words of our lips. Help us to speak words of life, words of encouragement, words of truth, words of freedom. Father, help us to have an understanding of how our words affect our prayer life. How can we pray for healing if we're constantly confessing sickness? See, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, then you shall have. See, if you believe in your heart and confess the Lord Jesus' salvation, you shall have salvation and be saved. If you believe in your heart and you begin to confess healing, the Lord Jesus will bring healing. If you begin to believe in your heart and confess doubt and fear and unbelief and poverty and discouragement and sickness, guess what? You're going to have all that. So be anxious for nothing, but by everything in prayer and supplication, make your request be known to God. That means every time you're going to say anything or request anything from God, you need to make sure you're not anxious or hasty about it or too quick to jump into it, but you need to let your request be made known to God through prayer, through supplication, through intercession, through asking, through seeking, through knocking. God's waiting on you. God's waiting on you. Praise God.
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say
All right, praise God. Well, we're back, and this is Prayer International Radio, just taking some more time. You know, you'll find out uh, I've been actually hosting the show tonight for almost two hours, and we got into some teaching at the beginning of the show. Probably collectively, we've probably done about an hour of teaching and probably gone back and forth with music and stuff, about an hour of worship uh, on and off. And so, you know, we just like to have a good balance on our show. You know, sometimes it's just good to pull aside and, and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and lift up your heart to the Lord and just sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord, you know, and allow His presence to refresh you. Allow His peace to come over you. Allow His love to just overwhelm you. And, you know, we want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. God loves balance. He doesn't like a false balance. He doesn't like unjust scales. He doesn't like it when things are out of order. So, you know, he wants to be worshipped. He wants to be praised. And he wants us to be rooted and grounded in truth. And so we'll try to have a balance between teaching and sharing and praying and worshipping. But, you know, we just wanted to shout to the Lord. Sometimes you just have to shout to the Lord. Sometimes you just have to sing to the Lord. You have to cry out to Jesus, you know, and lift up your voice to him. And so with that being said, I just want to pray for everybody in the chat room, everybody that's listening tonight, everybody that's come in. I want to hope you get a pretty full room. And I want to encourage everybody to check out the archive tonight if you get a chance. Uh, we did a pretty exhaustive teaching on the words of our mouth. But Father, right now, I just want to pray for every person in the chat room, every person that's listening, whether by phone or by radio. Father, I just pray, Lord God, that you would put in them a heart of praise. You put in them a desire for truth. That, Father, as we remember you this Fourth of July weekend, as we remember you on this Independence Day weekend, we need to celebrate and recognize and, and honor you, Father, for the fact that you have made us free and free indeed, that you have made us free in Christ. And Father, we ask that you would help us to not use our liberties and our freedoms for evil, but you would help us to use our freedoms and our liberties to build your kingdom to build up and exhort and encourage other men and women in our lives. Father, I pray for your blessings upon every person represented tonight, for their household, for their parents, for their children, for their brothers, sisters, for their spouses. Father, for their ministries, for their future, for their finances. Father, I pray, Father God, the kingdom of God come and the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven in their lives. That, Father, heaven would invade the earth wherever they stand, Father, and whatever they need from you, Father, wherever they're at, Father, whatever they desire in you, Father God, you said you would give them the desires of their heart if they would trust in you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And he will give you the desires of your heart as you seek his kingdom first. That's what you said, Father. So we pray that you'd raise these men and women up to 
be seekers of you, seekers of your kingdom, seekers of your heart, that, Father, you would reveal your heart to them. Father, give them ears to hear your voice. Give them eyes to see from your perspective. Father, give them hearts to obey what they believe is your assignment, your plan, and your purpose for their lives. And, Father, for those that are in an absence of direction, can I say one thing? You know loneliness is more of an absence of direction than an absence of affection. Did you know that if you would get caught up with Jesus and get caught up with the plans and the purposes of God, you'd become so filled and so fulfilled and so busy with the things that the Lord has laid out for you that, you know, you'd be settled and and fixed in the direction of God for your life. Not necessarily just for affection. No, we need both. But I just want to encourage you in that. Find your place in the kingdom. Find your place on the wall. You know, God is calling us to be watchmen on the wall. I've said it before. And if you'll find that place that is calling you to, you'll find fulfillment. If you find the purpose of God that that he created you for, you're going to find joy. If you find what God had intended for you, the defining role that God declared over your life as you step into it and you step into the things of God. See, the Bible says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. You know, and we just want to pray. Father, right now, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Father, help us. Help us with our unbelief, Lord. Strengthen and encourage us, Father. Raise us up to go from faith to faith and glory to glory, Father. I pray for every man and every woman, every teenager listening tonight, Father, that you'd move mightily by your spirit in their lives. That, Father, you would shake everything that can be shaken out of their lives and that you would shake them loose. Shake them loose, Father God, from anything that's holding them back from your perfect will. Shake them loose, Father, from anything that's holding them back from your best. Father, I declare, Lord God, blessing, blessing, blessing over their lives. That you would endue them with power for success, Father. That you would equip and encourage and exhort, Lord, every man and woman that's listening tonight, Father. And be with them and their families, Lord, in such a mighty way that they would know your manifested presence in their homes that they would experience your power and your glory in the sanctuaries and in their churches. That, Father God, they would see your provision and your source, Lord, as they attend to their businesses and their livelihoods and their careers and the things that you've laid out for them, Father. That, Lord, they would see your hand and they would know that you're not slack concerning your promises. That, Father, you're right on time. Did you know that when Lazarus died before Lazarus died. Jesus made about four references to the disciples about how he was just sleeping and he was going to rise again and that this would not end in death. And he made many statements. I'm the resurrection and the life. That Lazarus was going to be all right. Now, four days later, or I should say four days after he passed, four days after his death, when Jesus arrived there, Mary and Martha said one thing. Uh, he was confronted. The, the sister said, Lord, if you'd gotten here sooner, this wouldn't have happened. 
But see, Jesus knew he was the resurrection of Lazarus. He's already declared a resurrection, even though in the natural it looked like death, and it was death in the natural. But in the spirit it was life. And God's report prevailed. And I said that to say this, it's your life. When you see everything dying and falling apart, when you see things destroyed and just devastated, trust God to be the resurrection and the life in your life. Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus for every person tonight that's going through a, a, an experience or a situation that's, that's too hard for them or they think it is, Father. Resurrect it, Lord. Resurrect their situation. Resurrect them in power and set them on course for their lives. But keep trusting the Lord. Keep looking to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of your faith, which means you'll finish strong if you continue to trust him. My name is Chris Herzog. This is Prayer International Radio. We will be back tomorrow night uh, with our host, Sean Holmberg, and I'll be hosting uh, the second half of the show. So you have a blessed night, and keep looking to Jesus. Bless you. Bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.